This is One Giant Podcast, your source for all things New York football giants. Here are your hosts, Adam Armbrecht and Andy Makowitz. And with that, we welcome you back into the One Giant Podcast. Flying solo is myself, Adam Armbrecht. No Andy Makowitz to report to here. He was uh, gracious enough to dive in on a brief podcast episode a couple of days ago as he is down in Florida soaking in the sunshine uh, with now uh, first his buddy golfing and now his lovely wife Kelly as they uh, have a couple of nice days there. Some well-deserved rest in the new year for the Makowitz family. So that being the case, we come back in though because the clock doesn't stop ticking on the New York Giants offseason. As we move along through this, we're going to start to set up what you can expect from us going into next week. We are, at this point right now, about two and a half months away from the NFL draft. That seems like miles down the road. But when you look at the team and you start to talk about areas of need, looking over some of our own free agents that we may want to bring back, what guys do we want to bring in in the free agency class, and then also obviously looking ahead to the draft and understanding how are we going to combine both the free agency period and the draft to address all the needs and get ourselves the best team possible on the field. That being said, there's also some fun news and notes uh ancillary pieces connected to the Giants here that we're going to dive into as we give you your Friday morning one giant podcast. Giants news and notes. And with the conclusion of the NFL season and the uh, Kansas City Chiefs obviously celebrating their Super Bowl, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey still probably drinking a beer somewhere right now celebrating uh, there in Kansas City. The other thing that's coming up that's not NFL, it's almost, it's XFL. The reincarnation of the once-defunct league makes its return, I think, uh, this Saturday. I don't know how many people are going to be into this league, whether or not you'll be uh, watching with bated breath to see how it all unfolds. But what uh, what is worth mentioning, maybe, is some of the New York football giants that you can see on these teams coming in uh, to what is an eight-team league and uh, a season that'll be kicking off uh, very shortly here. So we run through here quickly. There's a couple ones that are worth noting. As you look over at the uh, Dallas Renegades, you have uh, quarterback Eric Dungy is there. You also have Austin Walter, who played for the Giants briefly there in 2019. Uh, however, the big one to me was uh, Anducey. Uh, and Awusi, excuse me, the safety. So they all they all had played uh, on the Giants or were listed on the Giants in the uh, tw- in the 2019 roster, but did not make the 53 man squad. And Awusi was a player that I think you know showed some at least practice squad capabilities. Uh, he now ends up with an opportunity to start in a league, and you know for a lot of these players, probably a chance to showcase what their skill set is and maybe pick themselves back up into the NFL at some point. Over on the D.C. Defenders, some familiar names uh, like Jarrell Presley at the running back position, center James O'Hagan, who was on the roster last year for the Giants. You also have offensive tackle Michael Bunch, uh, Malcolm Bunch, excuse me. And then this is a fairly big name here. Fell out of favor, never really came to fruition with his NFL career, and that is Jay Bromley, the defensive tackle, was with the team from 2014 to 2017. 
uh, obviously was considered what you would say a bust in terms of you know coming out of college and, and what the team hoped he would become. He now gets a chance to reclimate his uh, career there in uh, in uh, Washington D.C. with the Defenders out there in Houston. Not a lot of big names, but the one, uh, well, a couple here, really. You have Andre Williams, 2014-15 New York football giant. As you recall, back then, uh, had some issues. He got an eye surgery at one point to help with his vision. Never quite took off the ground. Thought that he could have been a player that came in and was a contributor, right? Not going to be your lead back, but certainly could have been the change of pace player for you. That never comes out. He'll get a chance to maybe, uh, hey, listen, at the very least, earn a paycheck in the XFL with the Houston Roughnecks. And then cornerback Jamal uh, Charles James, 2013. You got to go back to Antrell Roll. You know Charles James was let go in the preseason. Didn't make the didn't make the roster. Ended up getting cut. And at the time, Antrell Roll was really high on him. I think he had taken him under his wing as being one of those players uh, that he thought could develop. You know, and when you're a vet, you certainly take a shine to some of these young guys. Uh, the Giants moved on from him back then. And, and listen. Lo and behold, six, seven years later, he's still trying to play, uh, and we'll, he'll, he'll get his chance there in Houston alongside, uh, it looks like these, these two guys didn't overlap in their careers, but they'll have some common ground there, having both at least had a cup of coffee with the New York football giants. Now, the bigger biggest name probably on this list is going to be out there with the LA Wildcats, and it's not going to be a player. This is a team that has Devin Taylor, Josh Johnson, who was the backup QB for us in 2016. Uh, You've also got Hughes there. The nose tackle was with us 2015-2016. But how about the uh, defensive coach, linebacker coach in uh, Pepper Johnson? So this is a guy, former New York football giant, as we know, 86-92, but also a coach that some people were throwing around. They wanted to see the Giants bring back into the fold here. Uh, in the offseason when Joe Judge was named the head coach, wanted to see him get onto the defensive roster, a coaching roster, doesn't, but he will find himself a home here, and it's going to be in the XFL. And listen, just like for these players, if you're a, a coach that maybe has been lower on a staff somewhere around the league, or you're looking to get that opportunity to prove that you can coach at the defensive coordinator level, maybe at a head coaching position as well, uh, the XFL maybe is a viable option. We won't know until we see how it plays out. We obviously know that the AFL came and went in the blink of an eye. Be curious to see if the XFL has any more of that staying power. Now, finally, last but not least, and again, another, the biggest name possibly. You've got uh, Gerald Ingram, who was uh, the running backs coach. He was with the Giants from 04 to 2013. He'll be the running backs coach for the New York Guardians. Defensive coordinator Jim Herman was with the Giants from 09 to 2015. Offensive tackle Jaron Jones. This is in the players now. 2017-2018. He's going to be on the New York Guardians as well. Uh, Damian Mama, 2017 offensive guard. And then tight end. This is a familiar name. Had some time on the field at the uh, NFL level. Jake Powell will be on the New York Guardians as well under the GM head coach Kevin Gilbride. 2004 to 2013, everybody knows it. He is the guy 
who helped the Giants to two Super Bowl titles under Tom Coughlin, was one of the coaches that Eli Manning went out of his way at his at his retirement press conference to specifically thank. Uh, spent obviously the bulk of his career that is Eli Manning underneath Kevin Gilbride and, and obviously Tom Coughlin as well. Uh, but this is interesting, right? This is another one of those guys who. Tom Coughlin gets let go. You know, Gilbride is forced out the year before Tom Coughlin leaves. That's when they bring in McAdoo, and we know the history uh, there for the New York Giants. Uh, debacles ensue, and now we try to uh, rebuild. But you know, Kevin Gilbride is let go and never find. You know, doesn't get another opportunity there. So he spends some time away from the NFL. And now is going to have an opportunity here to maybe prove that he is uh, worthy of possibly a coordinator position down the road in the NFL. You don't know how these things work out. Now, the fact that he's listed as the GM probably means that he's pretty pot committed here. Uh, You know, wasn't obviously taking a lot of calls around the NFL. So this may just be the next phase of his professional career. But at the end of the day, if you want to get excited about the XFL and you want to get excited specifically about a New York based team, the Guardians have, uh, you know, like I said, three coaches that all come from the New York Giants tree. They have a handful of players. Obviously, Powell's going to be the biggest name there for you. But at the end of the day, uh, maybe you want to turn it on just to see if Kevin Gilbride has some of that New York football giant magic up his sleeves for the Guardians when they kick off the XFL. Uh, then out there in St. Louis, you've got the uh, you got Tim Lewis out there, defensive back coach with us from 04 to 06. Safety Will Hill. He was with the team for just uh, two years there, 2012-2013, but he'll now get his chance there in St. Louis, along with offensive tackle Matt McCants. And then, here's one that bothers me. Wide receiver Alonzo Russell with the team 2018-2019. I thought that he was deserving of a starting position on the roster going to the 53-man. Uh, you know, you go back, you, I'll, I'll find the episode that you should go back to listen to where I have the discussion slash argument with uh, Andy Makowitz about how if you were the Giants, what you needed to do was be giving the opportunity to some young players to prove that they were deserving of a roster spot. And I thought that Alonzo Russell did enough in preseason and training camp that he warranted getting the chance to be on this roster. You think about over the course of the year, Benny Fowler is released and returned, released and returned, back and forth he goes. Obviously, that allowed him the opportunity, you know, the Giants the flexibility to make some moves that they needed to with injuries. But at the end of the day, Russell is a big-bodied receiver who showed enough potential, did some nice things in the return game as well. I just think that you give up on young talent sometimes, and maybe it's not giving up on, but you hedge your bets and think that you need to go veteran talent. And the Giants are guilty of this in terms of where they've been these last couple of seasons, we know, right? Oh, bringing in, I mean, bringing in a guy like Nate Soldier, that's revisionist history to say that it didn't work out because I don't think we all thought that that was going to be the case. But veteran player that you bring in, you bring in Golden Tate. I think he can still play at a high level, but for the money that you're spending on him and the roster spot that he occupies, how far does that move the needle? Not to mention the fact the four game suspension specifically for him as he ends up uh, getting that PED hit. You think about Alec, Alec Ogletree and some of these other veteran players that you brought. Gosh, Antoine Bethay, right? Who else could you have plugged in at these roster spots on the team that maybe showed you a spark in training camp, showed you a little something in those preseason games, and made you think that they could be someone who, even if not this past year, was going to move the needle for you, could learn, 
develop and then grow into something for you in the following season. I'm not going to, you know, tell you that that Alonzo Russell was going to be, you know, akin to Darius Slayton who we get in the late rounds and turns out to be this breakout pick. But again, he's a big body that stretches the field for you and I wouldn't have minded if instead of a Benny Fowler, if instead of a Cody Latimer, you know, maybe you took a look at a player like Russell. You brought in a guy like Damari Scott came in and out, obviously. Uh, I did like Reggie White Jr., and I liked that they tried to keep him around as well. And there's some things that end up just being a matter of, you know, the, the, the numbers game, and there just isn't enough room on the roster to fill all of these holes. But I could have gone around this one. You talk about the tight end position specifically as well. I could look there and say, boy, if you had an opportunity to move on from Red Ellison, wouldn't you have liked to have done that at some point too? So that's one of those ones that obviously, as you can tell, I've belabored this point far longer than I needed to. And I'm sure Andy will have something to say about that next time he comes on. But that was a disappointment to see that he turns up there. And I know that the backlash from the fan base or from the listeners, if it's not backlash, but maybe your response is going to be, well, nobody else signed him. So fair point, right? No one else in the league looked to give Alonzo Russell a chance. So maybe that's the proof in the pudding out there in Seattle. You'll get Mapanga. He was obviously a fan favorite there. 2015, 2016, uh, never really got much time on the field, uh, but during the off season and training camp had some uh, opportunities where the Giants were certain fans were certainly excited about him and then you'll get out there in Tampa Bay wide receiver Stacy Coley 2018 giant defensive tackle here uh, Nikita Whitlock that was a 2014 6 to 16 run he was another fan favorite guy Uh, he'll get an opportunity to maybe give himself a second second life here in the XFL and then tight end Colin Thompson uh, there with 2017 not a big name beyond that so there you go that's that that's the rundown that's your xfl rundown i'm sure everyone was clamoring for it but it's just interesting to see right some players that i think you know some of these guys you talk about charles james well you know he's been in and around the league for a number of years this is obviously kind of the back end for him talking about being your seventh eighth season uh, in the league whereas some of these younger guys like an alonzo russell you know it, it makes sense probably from a dollar standpoint you get over there you lock in a contract for yourself and you give yourself the opportunity to again play football first and foremost because if you're going and taking this chance on the XFL it's because you love playing the game and you want to stay in it and this probably gives you the best chance to play and start significant have significant roles on these teams and then also maybe it puts something on the resume that whether it's during this this season following this XFL season you showcase enough you get yourself a look with an NFL team going into the next offseason so hopefully some opportunities for these guys and certainly uh, from my standpoint I just hope that they uh, that all these guys have the best possible opportunities there in the XFL and maybe we see them one day back over on the NFL side of things free agency targets So we move into the free agency period here and we talk about some of the players that the Giants are going to want to tackle. Now, we're not going to get into specifics in terms of where I think the Giants should go. Uh, I can actually touch base on something that Andy alluded to on the last episode. I wasn't able to address it. Going back a handful of episodes, we were talking about the offensive line and I was saying how there are options out there, specifically Jack Conklin out of Tennessee and how if you're going to go the route 
of taking maybe defense at number four overall in the draft, whether it's the linebacker, whether it's the cornerback, right? Whether it's a possible train down scenario, which is starting to kind of get a little bit of uh, speed here when you look around the league in the news and notes saying that the Giants could be open to trading down out of that fourth pick if there's a team that needs a quarterback, wants a quarterback, and wants to move up to get them. That being said, uh, Andy indicated to me that some of the fans of the show thought that it was just insane to go that route with Conklin. And I, I can't remember the specifics that he brought up about it, but what I will say is, and it's, I, I don't feel like I need to defend it, you have two options here if you're the Giants. Either you address the offensive line in free agency in some capacity, or you address it in the draft. Now, if at right tackle, you want to tell me that Gates is the guy that you want to give every opportunity to win that starting job, I'm fine with that, and you can make that choice. But then you have to be locked into taking the offensive tackle that's going to replace Nate Soldier in the draft at four overall. And then you have to tell me where in the draft are you going to find that center that's going to either immediate plug in and start or within a year be taking over that center position as well. So, you know, these are the the ways that you fix a team. And you can tell me spending that much money in free agency or spending 40 to $50 million on Jack Conklin is insane to do. Show me the better route. Because at the end of the day, the Giants aren't going to spend all of their all of their cap space. If they have ninety million, they're not spending it all. They're they're going to spend around sixty million or so. You figure, but the bottom line is, it's going to take a combination of both avenues to get this done. And you can't do it all in one area. You can't just go to the draft and fix everything on the offensive line. Even if you go in and draft a center, a right tackle, and a left tackle in the draft. The chances that all three of them come in and play at a high, at an average to above average level right out the gate is going to be slim. They might be improved from what you had last year, and that's a good thing. But it, you know, you may be talking about next season that they're going to be ready to go. So I think you know you have Zeitler on that line. You need to plug someone else in alongside him to make you feel like you're solidifying and stabilizing this offensive line. You know that the center position, the left tackle, needs to be addressed. You still have a slight question mark at left guard there with Hernandez. I still like him, and I think if you surround him with talented players, he will show the improvement, and the line will start to play with consistency. Uh, but uh, for what it's worth, I felt as though Andy said that, that uh, we're taking some heat out there, and I just I don't know where where you want it to go. Get get at me on social media. What, what what do you want them to do? Is it the issue that I said is fifty million too much? You don't want to pay that for Conklin? Okay, make the argument if you want to, but you're still talking about needing a right tackle. You want to plug in Gates and let him go? Great, but th- these are the things that you have to sort out here in the off season to know what you're going to look like going into the into the regular season this upcoming year. And if again, if Gates is that guy, that's great. But I don't know if internally Joe Judge looks at Gates as being a potential starting right tackle or if he looks at him as being the swing depth man across that line because he plays multiple positions. And even if he ends up rising into a starting role, maybe even over at left tackle possibly in another year after they move on from Soldier, if they can, through trade, whatever the case may be. But if they value him as being the depth on this line, 
then he's not a viable option at right tackle, not as the starter. So then you have to figure out where you go from there. So that's why I bring up Conklin. I know I brought up the Denver uh, center as well. And these are just options on the table. You don't have to go that way as far as the center is concerned. But I do think you need to you need to go out to free agency, make your specific targets and tackle them. That being said, we've teased we're teasing around this a little bit because what we're going to do starting next week is we're going to come in, we're going to say the offensive line, for example, and we're going to walk right on down that line, and then we're going to take you through all of the available free agents that are out there on the market. We're talking about the Joe Thunies of the world uh, at guard coming out of New England there. We know that Anthony Costanzo is going to be a free agent. Obviously, he would be the best lineman out there in free agency. Question marks of whether or not he may retire, 31 years old. You're going to get into the Brendan Schreff's uh, at guard. You're going to be able to have opportunities to take a look at Jack Conklin, as we mentioned, coming out uh, 26, going to be 27 years old in the upcoming season. Maybe a Brian uh, Beluga out of uh, Green Bay is also going to be available. Veteran, 31 years old. So you know as you move through this list, Connor McGovern, the center that I had highlighted out there in Denver. All these guys are going to be out there and available. And what we want to do is go ahead and walk through and say, what is the best option in free agency? What is the best option in the draft? As we work our way through, I think probably by the end of next week, Andy and I will put out what will be our first mock draft uh, as far as the NFL 2020 draft is concerned. And we're going to say, hey, on paper, this is where I think the Giants need to go in the draft. And it's, of course, going to be in connection with what we do in free agency. So there's going to be speculation on both of our parts. And to that degree, you may see some differences because maybe Andy doesn't want to go the route of Conklin. Maybe he doesn't think it's worth it, right? He seems to be trending on the side of Gates. Plug him in at right tackle. Let him get the shot. Okay, fine. But how are we going to look at this draft differently? That'll be our first version, you know. 1.0, 1.0, as as the people like to say. And then in another month, as we get into March, we'll go ahead and hit those books again and talk about how things have maybe shifted when you hear about some of the rumors going on. And then we'll, of course, update it probably one last time before we head into the draft in, in April. Give you, hopefully, what feels like a consistent outlook as we work towards the draft. Because, you know, the up and downs that you see here rumors, speculation, who the Giants need to get. It was a foregone conclusion that they were taking the left tackle at four. Then which left tackle they were taking all of a sudden. That rotated around a handful of times also. You talk about what they need to do in the later rounds. Some players that that I've been talking about have been shifting from as low as six round to as high as the third round. So all these things start to settle out. uh, And obviously... We'll wait to see how some of those pieces fall into place. And then maybe something like Conklin. News may come out that he gets signed back to Tennessee. You know, if he comes off the table, then we have to shift our attention. And then we have to think about where are we going to spend the free agency money? If you look on the defensive side of the ball, how does that impact the draft strategy that we have going forward? So 
that's going to be the plan of attack here for the One Giant Podcast. You can expect uh, myself and hopefully Andy Makowitz as well to be coming back in here on uh, Monday morning. We'll start to dive in on this and work our way through offensive line, defensive line, secondary options, linebacking core, you get it, the entire roster. That's what we're going to cover. And we're going to go through free agency. We're going to go through draft prospects. And we're going to lay out what we think is the best possible plan for the Giants to put themselves in position to have short-term success heading into Joe Judge's first coaching season as the New York football Giants head coach. And also long-term success. So finding that blend of how do you get guys in the door that can be here for four five years and represent an opportunity to get the Giants back to where they deserve to be in the playoffs, making deep runs. That'll do it for us here. I thank you for joining in and listening to my lone voice out there in the wind, whispering, You can follow Adam and Andy at One Giant Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Remember to download, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever podcasts are available. This has been One Giant Podcast.